The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including Olas Media. Olas Media. You're listening to the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast. Welcome everyone to the Lawyer Blue Jeans podcast. My name is Justin Isaac and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Cassandra Koenig. Did I say that right? Yes. Koenig. And uh, Cassandra, well, I'll let you explain your, your bio and tell us a little bit about yourself, but uh, you are a divorce uh, and family law attorney or just uh, divorce? I'm a family law attorney that encompasses uh, divorce and premarital agreements. And- okay. So, and do you deal with a lot of... Um, like child custody issues too, or or do you stay away from that? I dabble (laughs) a little bit depending on how uh, litigious it may be. Yeah. Um, And then if it's the right fit, I'll, you know, I'll help them. If not, I'll make sure I can find someone that could assist them in what direction they want to go with that. And, uh, and I imagine that that's where it gets a little bit difficult. You have to have a different layer of skin for child custody issues because it just gets a little bit, dicey right yeah Yeah. exactly which is actually why i got my two years ago or a year or two ago i got my co-parenting specialist Mm -hmm. certificate to help uh, couples keep it uh, Mm -hmm. child-centered especially when it comes with uh, drafting parenting agreements and custody agreements it helps to you know keep the child's needs in mind Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Yeah. And I I mean, you know, by trade, I do estate planning and there's a lot of emotion in what I do and dealing with death and inheritance and whatnot. But I can only imagine the emotion involved when you have parents who split mm-hmm. and there's kids because you have an aggrieved parent and sometimes the kids are used as almost ammunition or, or as like a pawn in whatever the divorce may be. Does that come up a lot? It does, and there's an aspect to divorcing where custody does play a role on um, uh, child support. Mm-hmm. So whoever has a child uh, the longest um, gets more support. Yeah, that so makes sense. So it, it kind of can turn into a money battle, Yeah, um, and they lose focus of the children, which yeah. is very disheartening. What, yeah. what the ultimate goal is, really, mm-hmm. is just to protect uh, the interests of the child. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Uh, where are you from? Where did you go to school? Background like that? Sure. Um, again, my name is Cassandra Koenig. I grew up in Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. I went to college in Buffalo, and then I lived there for about uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I went city shopping for law school and fell in love with San Diego nice. and moved here and went to Thomas Jefferson School of Law. Um, and all through law school, I've always clerked at family law uh, mm-hmm. firms. And then once I uh, graduated law school and passed the bar, I immediately went solo mm-hmm. and decided to do my own practice. Uh, it gives me the freedom to make my own hours. And um, I like the business aspect to it, too. Like yeah. I love the marketing. I love meeting clients. Um, and treating them as my own instead of being an associate and having to listen to someone else, yeah. and, you know, and just do all the legwork. Yeah, there's there's a major difference uh, sometimes, and I'm sure you saw it when you were clerking or interning at these firms that sometimes the associates, you know, they might not be treated well, especially if it's a bigger firm too. And so 
that tends to push people to go out solo because you get to choose your clients. You get to mm-hmm. choose when you want to work, how much you want to work, and and whatnot. Now, the downside is obviously it all comes down on you, mm-hmm. right? To bring in people to make sure that uh, you're keeping food on the table or keeping mm-hmm. the business going. So. I guess my question is too, and the name of your uh, law firm is Aloha? Aloha Divorce, yes. So it's very interesting to me because you went from Buffalo, (laughs) which is like terribly cold and snowy, and I'm sorry for the Bills losing, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, Yeah. uh, to sunny San Diego Mm -hmm. and, you know, Aloha Divorce, obviously there's a Hawaiian, you know, influence Mm -hmm. there. Um, So it probably, I guess this suits your personality a little bit more than the Buffalo cold and whatnot. Yes. Did you, and you said you moved from Buffalo when you were 10? Uh, no, I lived there for 10 years. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you moved here just for law school? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, interesting. So let's talk about divorce, right? This is where people kind of tighten up and it's a very uncomfortable topic. Um, and I think that one of the confusions I get a lot about are, are prenups and postnups. Can you mm-hmm. explain the difference between the two? Sure. Prenups um, is a, a contract between the couples prior to marriage. Um, and then postnups would be after after marriage. And it's funny how uh, in layman's terms, people don't even understand that. But if you look at the word, it's pre and then nuptial. Yeah. I break it down for uh, new clients, too, who just need, you know, you know, the extra hand yeah. holding and like, what's the process? What is this? What yeah. am I doing? He asked me to sign this. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. I imagine that's pretty common too, because sometimes people are presented with a prenup and they have this feeling about how, you know, uh, this, maybe maybe they don't love me or they mm-hmm. don't, you know, really think it's going to work. And, you know, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast. And I just don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case, and I don't think you think that's the case, too. It's more of a a protection thing, right? You know, it's funny that you said that because remember I was saying I always did family law all through law school, uh, and when I was in Buffalo for 10 years, I was working at a bank, so I knew the importance of prenups, Mm -hmm. and I've always Mm -hmm. been a a huge advocate of prenups even before law school, and then when I got engaged and my fiancé introduced me to the prenup mm-hmm. even though i knew better i should you know it was still a feeling i could not control yeah. of wait you're presenting it to me yeah it's a <laughs> you reaction. Know? yeah and i you know it's funny i knew better and it's still like that gut instinctive so i don't think m- many people are immune to it yeah um so and i understand that feeling so i also think that helps me talk to new clients mm-hmm. of you know explaining how their feelings are rational and you know and then also going into my own experience and even even family law attorneys themselves can have that that feeling yeah that reaction yeah and um, it's not that they they don't trust you or they think you're after their money Mm -hmm. or they think you're gonna get divorced or they're planning for the divorce it really is um something you need um i think we were talking about this earlier um, the way I analyze it is when you get into a car, uh, you put on your seatbelt, right? Uh, you don't do it because you expect to get in a car accident, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes you never know, you know, hits you sideways, yeah. you know? So it's important just to have that safeguard. Yeah. Um, and also another benefit 
um, when it comes to talking about the prenup and first presenting it and going through the process, it really gets the couples to learn how to negotiate, talk mm -hmm. to each other, and also to talk long term. Mm -hmm. Like, what's important to you? What are your goals? Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourselves? Like, what do we? How are we going to manage this relationship? Yeah. And talking that about that before marriage uh, helps, I think, reduce the potential of divorce because it's already worked out. Yeah. And you, we already have it detailed. Yeah. We've already discussed this. And we're on the same page. And I think I keep on, I know there's, you know, the main reason for divorce kind of fluctuates back and forth mm -hmm. between like what the main catalyst would be. Uh, I know Facebook is like top five now, which is funny <laughs> and ironic, right? Um, but one of the main catalysts is communication, mm -hmm. right? And if you start off the relationship with communication mm -hmm. and very just open communication, there's no confusion, there's no ambiguity, there's no misunderstandings about anything. It's all in writing, you know? And, yeah. and the example that you gave, uh, you get into a car, you put on a seatbelt not because you expect to get in an accident. You have car insurance because mm -hmm. not because you expect to get in an accident. Same thing. You get a prenup. It's not because you expect to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. You're doing it to protect your side, both sides, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's why you have un uninsured motorists. And that's why you have liability insurance, because you want to protect just in case this happens. And and I remember when you, when you said that to me, this light just clicked in my brain. I was like, that is a brilliant analogy. Mm -hmm. And I think if people looked at it that way, it might not be such a, a you know faux pas topic or it might not be so off limits and it might not have such a negative perception because let's just be real if you say hey this person presented their fiance with the prenup well most of the time it's you hear guys presenting to the female but it doesn't matter who's presenting it most people will say oh my god what did they do did they walk out and it's because that's kind of how our society interprets that but it's really just protection it's insurance for the marriage kind of absolutely um, yeah it was, it's such a it's such a you know different way of looking at it and i think that's the most important thing is changing perspective so and i also think another perspective um that i've seen before is if one person has um, a much higher financial uh, capacity mm -hmm. and then the other and um, for instance, we'll say uh, Oprah, just mm -hmm. to get, you know, the female Oprah millionaire. Yeah. She falls in love with her gardener. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the gardener might think, or Oprah may think, uh, oh, he's just marrying me for my money, things like that. Yeah. Or even the gardener may think, she may think I'm going to marry her for her money. We yeah. should probably get a prenup, yeah. you know, just to get rid of that stigma yeah. and that kind of awkwardness of one person being so, uh, I guess, I can't think of the word, but wealthier than the other. It yeah. kind of alleviates that kind of tension. Like, don't worry, we have the prenup, we're yeah. safe. I'm not here after your money. I'm yeah. just... It's almost like a reassurance. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of it's sense. It's another mental... Yeah, it, again, I think it's just the, the framing of the issue. And, and so many different things have changed over the years um, about what's acceptable, what's not. And mm -hmm. I think it's becoming a little bit more acceptable and understood that these are just protections. And I I don't... I, there's a lot of different things that people can attribute to the divorce rate being what it is, right? And I, I've heard some people say, well, it's because lawyers and prenups. And, and I, that doesn't make sense to me, right? That I don't understand that correlation. Um, we could say the divorce rate for, you know, could be because of uh, social media or because of these apps uh, or, you know, for what I've heard a, a plethora mm -hmm. of different reasons. But 
I think it's all the more reason to have your protection in place because marriages just aren't working out like they used to be. So what's the harm in, in protecting yourself, right? And I think you nailed it when you said uh, a lot of divorces have to do with communication mm-hmm. issues. And um, one thing I do recommend uh, for clients doing the prenup is uh, marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, another analogy that I heard recently, I think even on a different podcast, was a marriage counselor was referring it to going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to go when your teeth are all rotten. Yeah. You want to go to avoid the rotten teeth Absolutely. and do a checkup. So yeah. when you go to marriage counseling, even before your or relationship counseling, I mm-hmm. should say, even before you're married, uh, you work out any kinks, yeah. uh, especially with communication. It yeah. helps you kind of build a really solid foundation but right from the get-go. Yeah. I think that's such an important thing. And that's another good analogy to the, the dentist analogy mm-hmm. because when it's too late, it, you know, I gotta get those teeth gotta get removed. Yeah, you get a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, it's divorce. It's, yeah. That's it. So, um, so talk to me. Do you have any crazy stories? I so I mm-hmm. I know we talked about this off air too, but uh, my dad used to do uh, family law back in the day, and over I think he said two thousand divorces in his day. Not like a bragging. It's just like that's how much he did uh, back in when he was doing family law, and he hated it. He really didn't like it. And I think it's because uh, there were some crazy people out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, our house was shot up once. Uh, the wheels were um, like the lug nuts were unscrewed on his car and the wheels just came off on the freeway. Uh, all kinds of like stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any personal stories or any, if you feel comfortable sharing, of course, mm-hmm. uh, or anything that you've heard from someone else that might have uh, kind of crazy exes or opposite <laughs> spouses uh, coming into the play? Yeah, so um, thank you for asking that. It's it's funny, one of the reasons why I named my firm Aloha Divorce is kind of showing the picture of what my motto is, mm-hmm. you know, doing it amicably, doing it with love and respect, yeah. uh, saying hello uh, to your new beginning, goodbye to the past, and doing it with love. Yeah, Because uh, like Aloha means hello, goodbye, and love. Yeah. So um, I try to set that tone from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And when I get a client that I, I feel are angry and there's not much talking sent into, they don't want to do counseling, they just really want to get revenge, mm-hmm. uh, I typically refer those out yeah. to um, certain firms that are very promotive of that kind of, I'm sure you can think of a few, I'm not going to name them, that are very promotive of getting back yeah. and revenge and all that. We see their billboards everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I have manage to steer clear of those yeah that's that's such an important thing too that people don't realize is you can choose who you take on as a client Mm -hmm. and you are not required to represent anyone and if it's not a good fit it's just not a good fit and that is an awkward conversation for an attorney to have with Mm -hmm. clients because they they are the reason and you have to let it be known without it letting it be known kind of thing um but also your your peace your sanity Mm -hmm. that's paramount and um and you don't have to take on anyone and it wouldn't be doing them justice for letting them hire me Mm because i'm not going to fight the way you want me to fight i'm not going to play dirty yeah and that's what you want so you really don't want me more than i don't want you is kind of how that's true and i think that's the best way of saying if you can find the way to say it to make sure that they know you know hey look i think this is what you're looking for and Mm -hmm. i can't give you that or Mm -hmm. i'm not prepared to give you that or i don't have the capability of giving Mm -hmm. you that um so it's kind of like hey this is amicable right Mm -hmm. you you go look for your attorney who does that who is more like better call Saul, i guess um (laughs) And we'll do the things that you want because I, I'm not that person. Yeah. And and 
I can see how uh, I see so many things on TV and and movies how ugly divorce gets. And you know, I hear stories. I have a friend who's a divorce attorney as well, and uh, he's been stalked recently by uh, the husband of one of his clients, and he was recently uh, confronted. while flying and it turned into a whole issue as well and it just some people just can't take ownership can't take responsibility and and want to blame somebody so blaming the opposing counsel of your you know or blaming the attorney for your ex is just kind of a bizarre first place to go but that's just what some people do i guess because they can't they have nowhere else to go right yeah and it, it Reminds me of what we were talking about before. You can't. You don't sometimes know who you're gonna, who you marry, how they're gonna turn out. Yeah. You know, people change over time. Um, especially, I see it with couples who get married too soon. They've been dating and they're just hot and heavy and they're all excited. Let's go to Vegas. Let's yeah. just put. You know, and they get married too soon because they don't see them angry. They don't see them jealous. They mm. don't see how they act with those kind of emotions and how they handle it. Um, and one story I was telling you of um, being careful who you marry is I had the opportunity to shadow a judge who covered domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I'm just observing these two parties standing up. And you, know, you see this uh, one guy is like 6'5", um, looked like he did steroids. He got <laughs> veins popping out of his neck, some tattoos. And you see the other girl, a uh, petite, blonde, uh, button-up cardigan, pearl earrings, looks like a uh, elementary school teacher yeah. and it turns out uh, the guy was getting the restraining order against her and it was a very valid reason she was over 10 years pa- after getting divorced still sending him little pieces of his underwear in the mail he had a new family new <laughs> wife still finding the new address stalking and just subtle harassment that's just so crazy to think about mm-hmm. uh, a that she like, I, I would love to know what's going through her mind while she's doing this. Like, just be a fly on the wall in her house while she's just cutting up some underwear. I'm like, oh, I'm going to mail this one on this week and I'm going to mail this piece next week. And like rationalizing that, like, yeah, this is normal and this is going to get him back. Because what's her ultimate goal is to probably get him back. Right. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just such bizarre. But, you know, I can't, I'm no, no judgment. It's mm-hmm. just. No, actually, judgment. I don't a care. Little bit, yeah, yeah like, that's, that's weird. You know, it's yeah. it's very strange. But um, yeah, that's a crazy. I've heard you know some crazy stuff. I probably am not allowed to say on here, but it just gets kind of wacky. And when you have emotions and relationships ending, and people feel uh, personally offended, or or mm-hmm. you know they they lose track of their common sense too, which is why it's so important to have an attorney who will hopefully calm the waters, mm-hmm. right? Like you were saying. We want to make sure that we have some kind of like, you know, peace between yeah. the two and hopefully can walk away peacefully as well. But I imagine that just doesn't happen every time. Yeah, which I think it's also really important for the attorney to have relationship counselors and people you can recommend because, you know, I am very empathetic and uh, with the divorce process, I am, I want to listen to every word that they have. I want to console them when they're crying. Mm-hmm. But these, I'm billing them, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not qualified to help them. I don't have a license. I might be actually doing wor- more harm than good by listening and not saying anything, or if I say the wrong thing. Yeah. So I think it's important to know when you should recommend a relationship therapist mm-hmm. or even just um, a grieving therapist in some instances, because um, you, 
attorneys aren't qualified to deal with those kind of emotions and they shouldn't be, you yeah. know? Unless you do the extra training and certifications mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And I, I run into the same thing too because I deal with people who are really upset over mm-hmm. lost loved ones, right? People are just recently deceased and seeing me and I've had people cry. This is why I bring my dog to work too because uh, he's like a, a therapy dog now and, and that helps ease the tension of a pretty uncomfortable conversation. No one wants to talk about death, right? No one wants to talk about divorce or, you know, being hurt and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. Um, so my dog definitely helps in that sense, but it's hard when you have someone who's crying and, and you you don't really know what to say, but you, you're right though, because, you know, you're billing them or they're, that's not really what they're paying you for. Mm-hmm. And it we have to walk this line of consoling while also moving the conversation forward because you're here to see your attorney about legal stuff Mm -hmm. and if you if you know when it comes to emotions and and feelings and whatnot you should see a counselor most likely Mm -hmm. but that's that's the hard part is walking that line i think yeah Mm -hmm. um okay so what about crazy opposing counsel stories Anything come to mind? Yes. Um, There's a very well-known rule, the seven-day rule, when it comes to prenups. And um, it wasn't so much crazy as more negligence, if anything, or potential negligence. Luckily, I was able to correct him. But he was unaware of the seven-day rule where California mandates um, before you can sign a prenup, Mm -hmm. you need to have seven days with the final draft and final means there's no more changing sure you can make some clerical error you know clerical edits things like that but the substantive stuff is remain the same and those seven days are crucial because it gives you time to think about it you know make sure this is how you're really comfortable with it you're just sitting with your thoughts and you know you're not feeling so much pressure and it really kind of safeguards you Mm -hmm. Um, and this attorney was ready for wanted to get the prenup the day before the marriage to me for them to sign it and I was like I thought he was joking at first and it turns out he wasn't (laughs) and that that would have been uh, a big mistake and then the prenup would be easily invalidated the whole thing because it would been under it could be under duress um, a bunch of different so that's the Barry Bonds rule, is that right? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. we, we learned this in law school, and it's one that I remember because I was a baseball fan mm-hmm. and, and still am. And uh, the, the case essentially was uh, where a prenup was presented to, I think, Barry Bonds' soon-to-be wife, mm-hmm. uh, w- like hours before their marriage or maybe a day or something mm-hmm. very short. And the courts found that prenup to be invalid, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. because it was um, essentially duress, where she was kind of pressured into signing right before the marriage, and the marriage wasn't going to happen unless she signed it. So there's this very, very much pressure on this person to sign the document. And mm-hmm. the court found it to be essentially invalid out of fairness to her. And so they created this rule that says that uh, you need to have at least seven days and all these other restrictions mm-hmm. and stipulations as well. And it is very nice of you to point that out because very easily that could have been negated after mm-hmm. if they did get divorced and it's found out that this was signed the day before mm-hmm. or presented the day before um it's not it's clearly not meeting the rule and then what happens at that point so this is the important thing to think about too is that the opposing counsel who was representing the husband was it uh yes okay mm-hmm. uh could have been sued by him if that prenup was negated years later for malpractice because that is and, and malpractice is professional negligence mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know out there. Uh, so that is a to not know that rule, which is a pretty bright line yeah. rule for divorce. 
uh, would be kind of an open and shut case of <laughs> negligence know. against that attorney. Yeah, I don't even know why he took on prenup clients if he didn't know the very basic rule. But yeah. you know, it's and I I know that rule, and I don't do this. like. <laughs> I, I know that there's more details to the mm-hmm. rule too, but I know like the the basics of it, and because it, it was harped on this in um, mm-hmm. in law school. What's the class again? <laughs> um, family law. It yeah. could be that or community property. Yeah, it might those. have been community property. Yeah. yeah, isn't that funny that we have a class just on community property? <laughs> Community property, quasi-community property. Yeah. And I deal with that stuff now, too, so mm-hmm. it, it does help. But there's there's so many misconceptions about community property. Uh, inheritance, you mm-hmm. know, people don't know. They think that, oh, you know, if I give inheritance to my kid and then they get divorced, mm-hmm. can they take, you know, the inheritance? And the answer is, by default, no. Mm-hmm. But if they take actions to make it community property, then mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. There's yeah. nothing we can do about that. But... Um, but just by default, like if, if someone passes away and then their kid receives hundred percent of their estate and then a week later, um, after the parents pass away, then the person gets, uh, someone files for divorce. They're not going to be able to touch that inheritance. There's no chance mm-hmm. because they didn't have a chance to make it community property and all that yeah. stuff like that. So that's, uh, do you get stuff like that or questions about that sometimes? Oh, yeah, of course. Because yeah. also inheritance there's a sentimental value too. Mm-hmm. So it's important to people, again, it's really important to have that prenup to lay out exactly what you want. I have a divorced couple uh, fighting over surfboards right now. <laughs> this is the sentimental, it's yeah. the it's, it's, you know. There's there's so many memes about this too. Like I saw one from like the 90s where it's a picture of this couple uh, on the on the floor of the courtroom splitting up Beanie Babies. Did oh yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Um, and then there was another one about like how uh, they ended up in divorce. What was it? The parrot was being trained to say swear words about the spouse or something like that. And it was causing duress. <laughs> the the kind of crazy yeah. stories that we've seen in California because, you know, people get a little wacky here sometimes mm-hmm. in, in divorce court. But, um, yeah, it's, it, you know. It's, it's a whole ball of wax, which is why you need a professional, in mm-hmm. my opinion. You need someone who's going to help you through these complex issues before and after, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's just before. Hopefully there is no after, meaning divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's important to get those things put in place. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up because we've been going for a little bit here. But what about cautionary tales, personal anecdotes, anything that you can give uh, as far as like a recommendation to somebody mm-hmm. who... Um, maybe is thinking about getting married or thinking about getting divorced? Um, Again, I have to reiterate the importance of two things. One, not taking it personally, uh, understanding the importance of it and how it will help uh, not just in the event of divorce, but it's going to actually make your relationship stronger Mm -hmm. because it gets you to talk about your long-term goals together. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is uh, really considering premarital counseling before Mm-hmm. You're married. Yeah. It's uh it's will make a difference and it'll work out any kinks and it'll kind of train you of what triggers you and how you're communicating because I think communication is key, uh, especially when presenting a prenup too. It's a very delicate area. Mm-hmm. Uh you wanna do it gracefully, make sure it's the right time. Um, you know, you should really even talk to a someone who can advise you on how you should go about presenting it to the other. Yeah. Um, so I think it, those two things should be really honed in on because those are the biggest misconceptions, really. And I think they're the same things 
that communication that we were talking about before that, mm-hmm. you know, can cause a lot of divorce. It's the lack of communication and the lack of um, respect sometimes when you're responding. And if you were to work out those kinks and kind of flesh everything out and get on the same page before you're married, mm-hmm. you're going to really uh, tear yourself up for success. Yeah, I, I think I think that's definitely a part of it. And uh, having that open communication, open dialogue, um, but full disclosure, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Like being in, in law, it's, it's disclosure is so much of everything in law, yeah. right? And uh, it should be the same thing for a marriage too, because if you disclose things, you can't be accused of not disclosing <laughs> exactly. it later on, uh, which is where people run into issues uh, saying, mm-hmm. oh, well, you never told me that. And then they, they feel resentful uh, about things not being disclosed to them. And, and so when you have the ability to just have that conversation, to put everything out there, say this is this is where we're at right now and we're just having this conversation just to make sure we're on the same page to work out all these kinks to you know iron out all issues mm-hmm. i think it's definitely the right way to start off a marriage too so um any last words uh no thank you for inviting me to this wonderful podcast and i hope people found this beneficial and somewhat interesting and yeah Absolutely. I think what we'll do is uh, we'll maybe try and schedule another one sometime to talk about more issues or more details that people mm-hmm. might not know about. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and give out like your contact info, your socials and all that stuff like that. So if anyone wants to reach out and maybe get a consultation, they can. Sure. Uh, you can find my website at www.aloha-divorce.com. Uh, you can email me directly at Cassandra with a C at aloha-divorce.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Aloha-Divorce. Same with uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Nice. Very consistent throughout <laughs> on all the socials. Yeah, you, you post good content uh, on, on your Instagram, and that's kind of what led me to reaching out to you. Um, again, you know, the, the prenup thing, it's uh, it, you don't get car insurance or put on your seatbelt thinking you're going to get in a car accident mm-hmm. and the same thing goes for a prenup you're not thinking you're getting a divorce it's mm-hmm. just in case absolutely so, i appreciate it thank you so much for coming on this has been the lawyer in blue jeans podcast my name is justin isaac and we hope to see you next time take a break from the news and join us at lawyer in blue jeans If you're curious about the latest wacky cases or have a specific legal inquiry, drop us an email at justin at lawyerandbluejeans.com. Follow us and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Thanks for listening to Lawyer in Blue Jeans. Be sure to follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcasts. To read the blog associated with this episode, visit olismedia.com. This episode was produced in studios located in San Diego, California and Tijuana, Baja, California. Creative director Ulysses Breton, sound engineer Alan Glespar. Lena Alvarez is the producer, serving as executive producer and co-founder is J.C. Polk, and Chad Peace is president and co-founder. Olas Media is an IVC media company. Olas Media.